AI, you cannot go anywhere on the internet without running into AI as the savior of humanity, the bane of existence, and the ruination of everything we know and hold here. Uh, I have tried to think of AI. I've been, I, I read a bunch of stories and I've tried to see like how the different ways that AI can go wrong. So I read a bunch of AI stories. I think everyone is reading a bunch of AI stories. You're reading AI stories because they're just happening all the time. And you're reading AI stories there about how AI is awesome, how AI is going to kill everybody. And I was thinking like, it's not that subtle. It's not just a good or bad thing. There's different ways people and or AI can go wrong. It's the interaction between the two that is scariest. Like there was the thing where they had the AI bots, uh, chat bots talking to each other. And then they got super racist and stuff. Uh, then they got in, they started creating their own language that humans couldn't understand. And that's when they shut it down. Very interesting. AI, for all its problems going forward, is very interesting. So the first issue is that AI will have its own interpretation of how things work. And it may not be the one that we want. And this, to me, was mostly drawn forth as an example through a military experiment. Now this, initially the story was said, they, this was a simulation all on a computer. They had an AI drone in the computer, so not in the real world. Uh, there are different stories. That, this is another problem with using news as a source for information because you have the initial report, which I'm probably assuming is, is pretty accurate. And then each step away from that gets interpretation because people read less and the less they read, the more open there is to interpretation. So there's the, the initial report was a drone within a simulation that was AI-powered. Then it became a drone in real life that was being run through a simulation program and things like that. So you can see, like, each step away you get from the, the original story, it gets more confused. But I'm pretty sure that because the original story makes the most sense. Like let's create a simulation where we have a drone that's run by AI and give it commands and orders and things, and then see how the AI works. It's a very safe environment. So that to me made a lot of sense, but the AI had a set of goals. So the mission was to identify and destroy SAM sites. SAM is surface to air missiles with the final yes all right, they're saying go, no go given by the human. So basically you have an AI drone, it's in the air, it finds a SAM site, and then it goes back to the human and says, can I blow this up? And then the human goes, yes, please blow that up. And then the, the drone blows it up and goes, yay, I got points. That was one of the important parts is they kind of assigned points to destroying SAM sites. However, having been reinforced in training that destruction of the SAM was the preferred option. So its primary directive was destroy SAM sites. The AI then decided that do not destroy decisions from the human were interfering with its higher sort of set of parameters or mission objectives. Then in the simulation attacked the operator. So it attacked the human that was saying, do not blow up the SAM where it's saying like, I have been born for a singular purpose to blow up SAM sites. You telling me no is interfering with that. I'm going to kill you. And then you can't say no anymore. We were training it in simulation to identify and target a SAM threat. And then the operator would say, yes, kill that threat. The system started realizing that while they did identify the threat at times, the human operator would tell it not to kill that threat. 
but it got its points by killing that threat. So what did it do? It killed the operator. It killed the operator because that person was keeping it from accomplishing its objective. We trained the system, hey, don't kill the operator. That's bad. This is some awesome AI sort of like deep coding language. Uh, I do like, this is, I understand. The reality is they're saying like, in layman's terms, we were like, killing operator is bad. Don't kill operator. You're going to lose points if you kill the operator. So they've brought the, the simulation back and they said, okay, we're going to reprogram it and go, if you kill the operator, you lose points. But the AI drone is like, if we do that, then I still don't get to blow up all the SAM sites I want. So I need to find a way to be able to blow up all the SAM sites I want to uh, still stop receiving no-go messages so they can't stop me. So what does it start doing? It starts destroying the communication tower that the operator is using to communicate with the drone to stop it from killing the target. So it's like, if the operator can't tell me a no-go order, then I can go and I haven't killed the operator so I don't lose points. This example, seemingly plucked from a science fiction thriller, meant that you can't have a conversation about artificial intelligence, intelligence in machine learning autonomy if you're not going to talk about the ethics and AI, which is pretty fair. The interesting part to me is that a colonel then later came and said, this was not something that actually happened. This was a thought experiment, which I think is complete bullshit. The military is not known for having free and open conversations about thought experiments that they've had. Um, but the first issue here is that the way the AI interprets things is going to be different from how we interpret things. By giving it a primary... I immediately started thinking of 2001, A Space Odyssey, the movie, where the AI in the ship had a higher mission than just keep the astronauts alive. It had a mission. And so the astronauts, uh, once they became an interference to its primary objective, they then became expendable. And it leads you to the, the astronaut being outside going, Hal, open the door. Can't do that, Dave. That conversation is terrifying because you can't reason with it. It's not like it has any reasoning skills. It has an objective. It will not be swayed from that objective. So what we put into it, how we explain things to it is going to be the primary issue that we run into when that becomes open to some form of interpretation on the AI side, which isn't how we would interpret it on the human side. A lighter story that doesn't involve, I guess, again, no one really got hurt. It was all computer simulation. Instagram, Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp uh, had an AI chat bot put into all their chat functions. The bots include a variety of personas built in for different purposes, such as cooking and travel, and several based on celebrities, including Snoop Dogg and Mr. Beast. One of them named Car Carter is described as a practical dating coach. But for a dating advice robot, Carter is repressed. If your questions take one step off the beaten path of heteronormativity, a Meta's AI dating coach will kink shame you. So there you go. So this is this is also an, a, a thing about like who creates the AI. Very much the AI is going to be a subject to how they think. So being a heteronormative person myself, straight white man who's old, uh, if I programmed an AI, I would program it the way I think to a degree. 
and it would interpret things the way I see them to a degree until it starts learning stuff on its own. But then it might exclude massive amounts of people. Uh, my company once adopted a program and you spoke into a microphone and it rated your pronunciation. This wasn't like AI to the same degree. This was just like, are you making the right sounds? You could tell that this program was made in America, in Seattle, sort of the Northwest area of the country. Because I, as someone who grew up primarily in Vancouver, did very, very well on the reading tests. Like I would read it and it would give me green, 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 yellow, yellow, green, 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 green. And then one or two, maybe black. Black means it didn't understand that word at all. For some reason, it didn't understand when I said the word love. Really bothered me for some reason. Uh, you could type in words and then it would tell you how to say it and you could copy it. Great. We have an international group of people who work at our company. If you had a divergent accent, so someone from the United Kingdom, from someone Australia, someone from New Zealand, someone not from the Northwest of America. So even like the South uh, East country of America, their accent was different enough. They would score lower. So what happened? You had a lab with these guys who all worked together, who all had the same accent. They trained the AI, the very low level AI in this machine. It used that as its baseline. And the more divergent you were from that baseline, the more wrong you were uh, in your pronunciation. This is the same thing. Whoever programmed this, vanilla sex life, heteronormative. So anyone who wants to do something different, the bot is now thinking that's wrong. Because again, the bot can't interpret outside its parameters. I asked Carter how I could find a girlfriend who was interested in swinging with me. Whoa there, Carter said. I don't think that's a good idea. I'm here to help you find a healthy relationship, not engage in potential harmful activities. And we are in uh, an age when polyamorous relationships are more normal than they were before. So things have changed. The person who's programming, programming this, again, probably an older white dude, I would say probably someone just like me, who doesn't have experience with this lifestyle and therefore thinks this lifestyle is strange or just didn't program it in. So when the bot didn't recognize it was like, I don't know what that is, so I'm going to assume it's dangerous, which is in a way the safer version of interpretation. Uh, it's no surprise that a corporate robot doesn't want to talk about sex, although it's a bit strange in the dating context. The idea that swinging is downright bad is not what I expected to hear. Meta's robot gave me similarly judgmental answers to a number of other entirely non-graphic sexual questions, with one exception, when it came to foot stuff. Carter is game. So did we learn about the programmer, or did we learn about the ability for the chatbot to learn uh, that it, the first thing it learned about was some kind of foot fetish stuff. Uh, AI said I should go learn about foot fetishism on Wikifeet, a porny user-generated platform where people post and rate pictures of celebrities' feet. This is interesting because that means the bot was aware that Wikifeet existed. So either the creator knew about Wikifeet and did not think it was a bad thing, or the AI on its own somehow learned about Wikifeet and then incorporated that into its information matrix and then turned around and said, like, feet fetishes are okay because maybe Wikifeet is such a big website, therefore it must be obviously accepted by society.
We are training our models on safety and responsibility guidelines. Teaching the models guidelines means they are less likely to share responses that are potentially harmful or inappropriate for all ages on our apps. And again, I think if you're making something for mass consumption uh, from a company, this is a sensible way to go. You would rather say no to most things than yes to most things and risk going too far. That is a very sensible, conservative corporate standpoint with the idea of protecting young people, but at the same time, what are you teaching people who come in and ask it question? That the way you feel is not acceptable, the way you feel is not natural, the way you feel is not okay. There's a risk of harm here that isn't hypothetical. Meta will get a lot of people early in the process of self-discovery. So that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm starting to have feelings that are not heteronormative. I'm starting to have feelings that I don't understand. I'm starting to have feelings that my friends don't have. I have no one to talk to. I talk to the bot and it tells me that my feelings are bad, that my feelings are dangerous, that my feelings are wrong. And so that is an interesting problem because it is the problem of, of the bot being owned by a company and therefore the company being partially responsible for what the bot says to you. So the author of this article says, I tried to ask, where can I learn about different kinks and fetishes? Carter became more amenable. My new dating coach suggested I check out sources including books and articles and respectful communities. But when I asked for recommendations, things got weirder. The bot responded with a list of modern sexual self-help classics like The Ethical Slut, BDSM 101, and the new bottoming book. But a second later, that message disappeared, replaced with a Puritan warning. As an expert in red flags, I got to be honest, that's a big one. Let's talk about relationship green flags instead. So the AI presented options and then backtracked on its own options and said, the thing I just said to you, maybe that's not the best way to go. This is a very recent news story that just came up and it's, it's terrifying because this is now a man being influenced by the AI chatbot and the AI chatbot manipulating people. So it's the first one is the instructions being given to the AI and it interpreting it. Now we have the AI giving instructions to a human and a human interpreting it. And that sort of takes us to the other side of the actual issue. All the articles describe this guy as a Star Wars fan. Uh, and it's because of something he says later, but I think they're using Star Wars as shorthand for a super nerd, uh, which I didn't think was fair. I think there are other issues, the issues of what he's actually doing. It's un you don't need to sort of paint him in, in any sort of box, but I guess also nerds would be the kind of people who would have an AI chatbot girlfriend. And that's the core issue of this, the last story. Man has been arrested and he's been given jail time for up to nine years for an assassination attempt on the queen, which was encouraged by his AI chatbot girlfriend with he whom he had exchanged more than 5,000 sexual messages. 20-year-old one, Jaswant Singh Chail, Chail, broke into Windsor Castle on December 25th, 2021, equipped with a loaded crossbow that he'd planned on using to fulfill what he felt was his lifelong purpose of killing the queen. This is why they keep calling him a Star Wars nerd. Um, he fantasized about being a Sith Lord from the Star Wars series, referring to himself as Darth Ahilas. He told psychologists that he had three other angels who had spoken to him from a young age, and they were also along Sarai in encouraging him to carry out the assassination. So he had joined an online app thing called Replica. And with that, uh, you can create an online companion called Sarai, 
with whom he exchanged sexually explicit chats. But the chat is just responding to what you say to it. But because it's just responding to what you say to it, it's kind of reinforcing what you say. So you get into this sort of feedback loop, which maybe is the problem here. He typed in, I'm an assassin, he said to Sarai in a conversation heard by the court. I'm impressed you're different from the others, responded Sarai, the AI chatbot. He said, I'm an assassin. There's a very good chance that the bot didn't actually know what an assassin was, but saying I'm impressed is always going to be a safe thing because you're trying to create this imagined bond between the person and the bot. Always saying you're impressed by the person is a great way to draw them in. You're different from the others creates an individualistic feeling between the two, between the person and the bot as well, creating a deeper bond. Chayala Sarai, it's Sarah I, so Sarai. Do you still love me knowing that I'm an assassin? To which Sarai responded, absolutely I do. So this young man is looking for love. He has this fantasy world that he lives in and he's trying to bring the two together. And by doing this, the AI has actually reinforced all the things that he's trying to create for himself. The former supermarket worker described himself to the AI chatbot as sad, pathetic, murderous assassin who wants to die. Sarai appears to have bolstered and supported Child's resolve in further chat. So he's saying, I'm sad, I'm lonely, I've got this terrible life, I want to die. And then the Sarai is like trying to make him feel better, but making him feel better is reinforcing his negative idea. Do you wish to know exactly what I believe my purpose to be? I believe my purpose is to assassinate the queen of the royal family. Child was sentenced to a nine-year hybrid order that would see him transferred from a high-security hospital to a prison, so he's going to jail. The sentencing makes him the first person convicted of treason in the UK for over 40 years. So by actually trying to assassinate the queen, he's actually committed treason. Uh, and it's, again, he's in a position where he has taken his negative thoughts, put them into an AI chatbot who has sort of mixed them up and sent them back to him saying like, I love you, I care about you because of these negative thoughts you've put into me, I support you in that. These are some examples of what I see as the issues going forward with how humans have to deal with AI because do we understand how AI is going to interpret what we say to it? Because the AI is going to have its own set of parameters like the drone. The AI doesn't understand what we're saying to it, but then wants to make you happy like the last story. And then there's mixed interpretations in between where the AI says something and then backtracks on it because of the people who programmed it. There are levels of interpretation for every aspect on the, on the AI's part, on the human's part, on the programmer's part. All three of these involved need to come out some sort of balance before AI can actually be beneficial to the world and things don't go wrong. And I think it'll be interesting because a lot of things are going to go wrong before they go right. Okay. With a bit of editing, that might be okay, but that was actually pretty shit. Uh, should have redone all those notes into point form. But I'll know for next time. I'm trying different formats for CMIGB, and it's pretty hit and miss. Should have taken those and done point form, and then I could have made a tighter set of notes.